Kia ora, I'm Jenna and welcome to Asian in Aotearoa. China Lily and I recorded this a while ago but I recently got COVID, hence the delay and if it sounds like I'm tired it's because I am. But on the plus side, this podcast is now officially two years old. To celebrate, I'm going to be recording a special AMA episode where I answer the questions instead of asking them. If you're chronically online like me, you'll know that AMA stands for Ask Me Anything. So, dear listener, here is your opportunity. Email your question to asianandaltearoa at gmail.com or send me a DM or voice note on Instagram by mid-November. Now, in this episode, I catch up with China Lily Rawlinson. She is Chinese Samoan Pakia, a multidisciplinary artist hailing from Tamaki Makoto, and recently released a book with Simon L. Wong called Territory Unknown. In this episode, we talk about body image, heritage, parents, life, and more. So, enjoy. Welcome, China Lily. Thank you so much, Jenna. Please tell us a bit or tell me a bit about your whakapapa and your name please. Of course yeah my name is China Lily Zhao Rawlinson and China comes from my mum's dad he's Chinese and he died the year that I was born when my mum was pregnant with me and he really made it evident to my family that it's important to re-immerse themselves in, in Chinese culture and go back um, and learn more about the heritage. So that's where China comes from. And Lily is my dad's grandmother's name. So that's kind of where the both meet. Yeah. And yeah, Zhao and Rawlinson are, uh, Zhao is my, my mum's last name and my, and Rawlinson is my dad's last name. So yeah, I don't have a middle name. It's two, two first names, two last names, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it's there plenty. it is. Uh, anything else? <laughs> I am 23 and I am an artist and jeweler and my sun sign is Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. My moon is Libra and my rising is Pisces. Ah, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. I was born early. I was supposed to be a Capricorn. Oh, ah, really? ended up, I guess, choosing to be a Sagittarius. Okay. I kind of see myself in, in both. Okay. Which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. What's your um, um, sun, moon and rising? I'm Cancer Sun. Capricorn Moon, Gemini Rising. Ooh. Yeah. I know quite a lot of cancers. Really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I am quite Cancerian, but because I have um, quite a few signs in Capricorn as well. That tension between being this watery, emotional person and but quite the like sort a, of the passion same, that the like drives you yeah to... but also quite driven and a bit yeah. of a perfectionist so yeah let's shall we start with your book mm. that you created with Simon Wong mm-hmm. called Territory Unknown congrats by the way thank you so much there's an excerpt from you where you mentioned being young and taking it upon yourself to act more quote-unquote white Talk to me about that. Mm. Going right in there. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so me and my collaborator, Simon L. Wong, created this photography book and we self-published this um, earlier this year in, um, and it's been distributed with Bad News Books. I was raised in Ponsonby, so I went to primarily Pakiha schools and was surrounded by other white children and I'm half Pākehā but I did stand out as different especially my name being different and Mm. 
people not knowing how to say it properly um, or actively saying it wrong. It was really challenging to question your identity that young. So I would tell myself, oh, I, it's fine, I can grow up and I will change my name as soon as I turn 18. I can change it to, you know, some of the most boring white names out there that oh, you were wanted to change it at the time. Yeah, I wanted to change it to like Rosie or <laughs> just Lily or something. But I, I do feel like the more that I um, reflect on myself and go through this uh, self-exploration that I wouldn't change it for the world. I love my name and yeah, it's, yeah. I'm reclaiming that yeah. through using my name through my work. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that would have been challenging, mm. being a little mixed girl. Yeah, a little in, mixed in girl. Ponsonby. In Ponsonby. In mm. Ponsonby, primary and intermediate, yeah. There was, you know, there was other minorities around, but it definitely seemed like the social circles and even the parents as well were primarily run by Pākehā children and parents. Yeah. Um, just yeah all of the social gatherings and things um yeah mm. my father is Malaysian Chinese and Milanao and my mother is Japanese Pakia but she is quite white passing mm-hmm. so when I was little I think your quote kind of resonated with me because I definitely wanted to like be seen more with my mother yeah than my father yeah mm. so my mum is Chinese, Samoan, Dutch, and my dad is fully Pakeha. So I look nothing like my dad, mm. and I look a little bit like my mum. And yeah, it's strange to kind of think about myself being that young and not feeling like I could, I guess, fit into a box. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because people try to label you. Yeah. What was the moment when you decided, okay, I'm going to create this book? Me and Simon were working a little bit together and while I was living in Wellington. We started talking about our experiences growing up in, in New Zealand, being Chinese. He's fully Chinese. But we started talking about how much we love Chinese food mm-hmm. and we wanted to really immerse ourselves more in, in the culture and start these conversations, I guess, about or or, I guess just sharing more of our personal experiences through our work. We were trying to come up with a concept for work, which we didn't know which uh, would end up being a book. We just knew that we wanted to collaborate in in some way. He is a photographer uh, who primarily works in editorial and fashion photography and and mostly digital. But I was um, trained through fine art and chose, I guess, film photography. And I was exploring a lot through uh, femininity, uh, the history of women being represented through art and, and media and body image, through trying to navigate my own cultural identity mm-hmm. and I guess just not feeling so ashamed of, of I guess, pushing back those cultural thoughts, I guess. And I found, I found this longing that I just didn't know enough about my ancestors. I just didn't know enough about my history and my purpose, mm. I guess. And because I was told quite young the meaning of my name, I felt this weight, I guess, on my shoulders to to really explore that, to push myself to... <laughs> 
be really egotistical in my <laughs> search through identity. Yeah. Um, that's, I guess, where my drive comes from for my work and yeah. everything that I've been focusing on um, through my studies have has just kind of shaped where I've come now and the the result is I guess this book at at this point mm. yeah how awesome so it's kind of like it's self exploration ancestral mm-hmm. exploration as well yeah so growing up how was your mother mm. in like conversations around race <laughs> she wasn't really <laughs> yeah so I'm third generation so she's second generation she has um five siblings and when I was growing up I'm one of the older cousins no one really talked that much about culture no one really um was very religious or spiritual no one really taught us cultural traditions that mm. we that we really should have been carrying on. I almost took it upon myself to to really look into this for me. But it was also kind of an excuse to just do self-exploration while I was studying as well. Because I did fine arts, I was able to really make it about myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all about you. It's totally all yeah, about me. Yeah, love it. <laughs> but yeah. I also had uh, my, my auntie was... Uh, taught me very young to be more reflective of myself and more in tune with spirituality and to be more compassionate with other people. She really shaped how I grew up a lot. I spent a lot of time with her while she was raising her first child and she really shaped how important it is to me um, to be grounded and to, to I guess, believe in myself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How have you explored your Chinese heritage? Mm. It's hard. Um, yeah, especially because like language stuff. Is yeah, there? yeah. I I don't speak Cantonese or Mandarin. My my ancestors would have would have spoke Cantonese, but my family doesn't really talk about it. I didn't really have someone to to look up to uh, culturally, but I I knew that it there was something missing when Mm. I was young because Mm. we just adapted to all of these Western traditions and kind of forgot about our ancestral ones. Mm. Um, And I I know that this generational trauma is the root cause of, I guess, my unsettled feeling Mm. of feeling like there's more to to the story and there's more to my my purpose mm. here mm. than um than just going to work and working a nine to five yeah that's that's not going to happen for me I'm definitely <laughs> needing more purpose I feel like a um yeah there's more to to this world than than capitalism ah uh, yes and consumerism <laughs> yes 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 but I am still like quite young for for making that decision for myself well I mean. <laughs> I mean, I think you're also young to be having these realisations, to be really hungry to kind of explore your ancestral heritage. Mm. I mean, I was like 
<laughs> don't know what I was doing when I was 23. Actually, no, what was I doing when I was 23? So being quarter Japanese, I, and so my grandmother, so she survived the bomb in Hiroshima. Wow. M- moved here in the 50s with my, my, my Pakeha grandfather. And she passed away. She was quite frail. So she passed away before myself or any of the other grandchildren were born. Mm. But I've always felt a really strong connection to her. Yeah. And so when I was 23, I was living, 22 and 23, I was living, I lived in Japan for a year. Wow, um, good te- on Teaching you. English. Oh, great. Um, I really want to do that at some point. I would really love to, program. Te- to, to teach English in Japan. I uh, highly recommend. Yeah. You're like the perfect age. Awesome. Uh, you've got a degree because yeah. it doesn't matter what degree you, you have. I had the time of my life. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've been... One, I've been building towards doing that, actually, this year. My partner speaks Japanese um, almost fluently. Oh, amazing. And, and he's, he spent uh, a few months there when he was in high school and has been wanting to take me back ever since. So I've slowly been learning Japanese. Um, although I found like I feel almost feel like it's not right for me to be doing that. I need to be learning Chinese and I need to be <laughs> learning Samoa and then I need to be going to China and, and Samoa and, you know, um, immersing myself in those cultures. But uh, I just want to travel. Look, Get me out of here. You can, look, you, can, like, you can do all of the things, you know. Who says you got to do, do one? You could do it all. I'm going to do it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should, you should definitely look into it. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because when I, um, so I did communications at AUT mm-hmm. and then instead of going in straight into agency land, um, I just happened to be at my auntie's house and some random person was over who had just come back from the JET program right. and was talking about it. And from that conversation, I was like, oh, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then I did. That's so awesome. So it was a very like a random thing yeah. that happened. Yeah, um, and you were there for one or two year, years. A year, um, yeah. Did you want to be a teacher before you started? No, no. <laughs> I mean, when I was li- like, when I was like a child, like a mm. small child, it was like you know, I'd pretend to be a teacher. My mum's yeah. actually a primary school teacher. <laughs> no, I no, I had no um, aspirations to become like a teacher here. Mm. But it was such an awesome way to experience. Japan mm-hmm. at the same time tough because mm-hmm. culturally the work the work culture over there is just so different than it is here yeah but with the jet program it being government sponsored they really look after you and look at look this sounds like I'm being sponsored by them but I'm not um <laughs> and yeah I was in my early 20s so I was going to music festivals and I was going to Tokyo like yeah. nearly every month yeah drank a lot of alcohol it was fun good yeah great so how do you recommend Awesome. Mm. Did you find it rewarding teaching young children? Yeah, you know, it was rewarding. I look back on that and I'm kind of glad. So I, this is 2008, 2009. I had a Tumblr. Yeah, as you do. Yeah, Yeah. you know, and I used that as my kind of journal blog thing back then. Um, And I'm so glad I kept it because I'm like so old. There are are details that I wouldn't have completely forgotten. But because I updated that, I look back and I'm like, God, that was really fun. Yeah, it was rewarding. I did things then that now I'm like, fuck, that was really gutsy. Mm. You know, doing a speech 
in Japanese in front mm. of a whole auditorium of kids and teachers, yeah. like going to meet the mayor of where I was. Like it was. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, it was it was really it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Could you speak Japanese before you went there? No. I mean, I could introduce myself. I taught myself hiragana, katakana before going, mm-hmm. which looking back, I'm like, that's a very Capricorn thing. I made myself <laughs> flashcards and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but when I was over there and I met friends, and so we would go to um, Japanese lessons, and it was also that was like full immersion as well. Yeah, that's a really like great experience to be able to immerse yourself in the whole culture. I think yeah. that's that's the way to learn the language is yeah. to is to be there and yeah. to not escape it. <laughs> yeah, and to be honest, I find uh, Japan really easy in terms of travel. Like travel, like everything is signed really mm-hmm. well, and it helps that everyone is very polite. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah, okay, we diverged there. <laughs> Tell me about the collaboration process between you and Simon. I reached out to him and I wanted to assist him on on some work that he was doing because he was mostly doing more editorial fashion photography and I hadn't done that at the time. So I reached out to him and we did a few shoots together. We just got talking about, um, about our upbringing, about our ethnicities and, um, we decided that we wanted to work together and and came up with this concept of a photo book, him using digital photography and me using film photography. And we just started getting it all together. We had all of these ideas that, I guess, filled out the concept and where we study different things so we think quite differently about our creative projects and of course collaboration is there's compromise involved um there's a lot of push and pull of what would be the right thing to do but I am really proud of the result and I think (laughs) two and a half years later now that it's here and it's available um to to buy now we're getting a lot of feedback um, from people and it's opening up more opportunities to to I guess establish myself as an artist that is comfortable talking about my culture and and myself my experiences I think that's been really good for for me yeah good on you for kind of just having this idea and doing it even though you said it's like two and a half years which I'm sure probably wasn't yeah, smooth I mean, setting we the whole were, time no we we both were working well we're both still working full-time in our jobs and doing other projects on the side and I moved halfway through this project to Auckland <laughs> so and he's still in Wellington and we shot everything there um, so it's been a really long process, but it's I I am really proud of it, and it is beautiful. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're not going to remake more, so it's very limited edition. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. it's a work that I'll probably never forget. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering. Um, it's always cool once you do something like that to see what doors do open because mm. most of the time I think you can't even predict it. Like it's really no, not at all. Um, yeah. So when some I, when I yeah. hear people who are like doing things like this, I'm like fucking awesome. Yeah. Because um, it's a, it's easier not to. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, and I I've made a lot of work in the past, um, but Simon was 
studied communications and marketing. So he was a marketing whiz and was able to get us a whole lot of publicity. And we really tried with that, which I didn't have any experience in and I just didn't really care that much about publicity. I was like, oh, I'm an artist. fine. Yeah, I'll, I'm just going to focus on making for myself and see what happens. Um, but now it's like opened up more opportunities. We've done an interview and we've been able to to put the book in City Gallery and cool. there's a copy in the National Library as well. So, awesome. yeah, it's all... It's all happening all at once. <laughs> I love it. I love it. How okay? We're ju- we're just we're just going all over the show. Yeah. How has your upbringing impacted the relationship you have with your body? My upbringing. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm in a drastically different body from my mum and my sister. Uh, no, I mean, I guess drastic is a little bit um much to say, but I'm a little bit bigger than my mum and my sister. And, and and that's just because I inherited my father's genes on his side. Have um, you always been? Yeah, more womanly than mm-hmm. than my mum. Even you know, started developing very young. Mm-hmm. And uh, as guess, someone who also started developing very young, oh man, <laughs> yeah. that shit's tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is tough. And you know, I I definitely got sexualized quite young um and I think being mixed or an Asian woman Mm. makes it worse um Mm. for some people to to assume that they can they can comment on your body oh yes yeah I just think the language around bodies and and female bodies when I was younger was a little bit negative you know, my mom would make, as she would think, harmless comments about mm-hmm. her own body. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, of course. But as little girls, we're always kind of listening. That kind totally. of modelling is like, oh. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. pick up on that stuff. Mm. And, you know, her, I guess, restri- you know, restricting her, her own eating or mm-hmm. diets and um, commenting on my body being different or it should look a certain way. It definitely impacted me when I was younger. I mean, I've never, I've never dealt with like an ED or anything, mm-hmm. but I do think that everyone struggles with body image, mm. um, and if you're compared to something else, you you're always gonna mm-hmm. question, you know, am I good enough? Mm-hmm. Should I? Um, this like unattainable uh, Western totally. beauty standard. Absolutely, standards. yeah. And I remember being in this one class in uni. Well, we started learning about the dusky maiden trope hmm. where um, a lot of exotic women or, or island girls were perceived as these half-naked goddesses just like, you know, available for these Western men. What paper was this? Do you remember? This was Who's We, White Man, at Massey University uh-huh. um, run by... <laughs> Erna and Dick White, who are some lecturers at Massey University. Mm-hmm. They, oh, and Rachel Rackiner, who was an amazing artist. They had this just natural, uh, I guess, conversation, but it was a lecture. Mm-hmm. They referenced some art that was made by Gauguin, who was, uh, who depicted these Tahitian women who were 
basically topless and um, he escaped his marriage to arrive in this island in <laughs> Tahiti mm-hmm. to basically hang out with these these women and and paint them. Um, and there's a lot of art like that that depicts brown or women who are minorities in these over-sexualized ways that definitely impacted the Western, I guess, mindset of these women, that they are just a more uh, a tanned imitation of a white woman. They're more vulnerable. They're very feminine, but, you know, they're there to serve you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess if you combine that view with a conservative white Christian slut shamey mm. culture, mm. then I yeah, that's like a recipe for racism, misogyny, mm. that combined. Mm-hmm. But not only that, I was I went to an an all girls school, high school, and was again primarily surrounded by Pakeha women, and of course, being an all girls school, there is a lot of conversation about body image, mental health, Mm -hmm. and confidence. But it's all just, everyone's just talking with their own egos. Like, just, yeah, um, with no real clear path. And girls say some really harsh stuff in high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Everyone struggled with with body image Mm. to the skinniest girls to yeah. the, right. the more larger bodies. <laughs> and if bodies, the skinniest girls are having problems, totally. my God. How do you live up to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so how is it now? It's, you know, it's a daily process. But I am less conscious of um, of trying to actively like diet or exercise all the time that's not what (laughs) my life is about (laughs) I would rather um be known for my work or be known for you know what I'm what I'm making or what I'm saying I I don't want it to just be you know about my my body the the body that I'm in yeah I think sometimes I think I really just want a breast reduction, to be honest. <laughs> Look, I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And it doesn't help that there's some, like, TikTok before and after okay. pictures Look, of, I, pe- yeah. of people doing that too. Yeah, um, I know. Ex- oh, um, that is also on my algorithm. It's a hole. <laughs> yeah. No hate to anyone who's, yeah, 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 yeah. who's gotten a breast reduction. Go mm, you if you mm, want that for yourself. Mm. Yeah. I do try and, you know, remind myself, you don't need cosmetic surgery to yeah. to fully love yourself. Yeah. It's not just about the looks and looking looking hot on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I, but that, the before and after, whether it's cosmetic surgery, whether it's weight loss, anything before and after, it's like served in this social media way mm. where it's like, oh, there's you know, lots of colour and fast cuts and music yeah. and it's like so easily consumed and you're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I, let's see the after mm-hmm. and it's positioned as this, oh my God, their life is so much better. Yeah. That hole that you can go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, I try I try and scroll past them. How have you kind of found your your struggles, I guess, with body image or, or um, how are you feeling oh about it? Oh my God, this is, we don't have time to go into this. <laughs> <laughs> how long have we got? <laughs> 
So I, okay, I've probably spoken about this before. I was a competitive jazz ballet dancer as a child. I loved to dance, Mm -hmm. but I was very aware of my body developing and Mm -hmm. all of the other girls were not only white, but also like like a plank of wood. Yeah, I had a a similar experience. Yeah, I was also doing jazz ballet. Oh, really? Yeah, um, but I I wasn't doing it competitively. It was just um, a few classes here and there. Um, But yeah, I quit when I was 11. Because, yes, me too. Yeah, because it was when stuff around started, that time when yeah. these these Pākehā girls were not developing and, and I was. Yeah. Yeah. And you can just see in all the photos and you're conscious in the changing rooms. You're in a leotard as yeah, well. Yeah. Like you can't escape. Yeah. 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 Oh, those neon leotards of the 90s. <laughs> um, and I think also like having a mum – like we were kind of saying before, who mm. would say encouraging things to me, but not to herself. Yeah. Like very, and I think this must, I'm sure this must be a pretty, maybe a universal, universal generalization, but um, common thing is that when you hear your mother saying things about food and mm-hmm. her body mm-hmm. and other people's bodies, even if it's not yours. Oh, yeah. Passing someone on the street and she mentions, oh, yeah. that girl should eat a pie or yeah. something yeah. like that. Any, anything like that, that judgment is like internalised, for me anyway. Oh, um, yeah. You carry it with you. Yeah. So I had like terrible self-confidence and looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, what I would do to be yeah. in that body again. Um and then when I was 25, I went through, I lost 15 kg in like six months. Wow. I was, wow. and looking back, I was like, okay, that was, that was probably not good. So I was mm-hmm. Weight Watchers, Les Mills. I My was gosh. going to the gym sometimes twice a day. Pushing yourself I was to like, the limit. Yeah. And, yeah. Pe- and people would say, are you okay? But at the same time, so I'd have people worry and I'd be like, yes. Oh this no! Is. And I'd be like, that part of me about okay, I'm doing the right thing. I know. I'm yeah. like, mm, it's like that um, validation. Red. Yeah, the validation. Okay. Mm. Even though I hadn't had like a chocolate in fucking six months, or and I was eating like almonds at the work pizza Friday. Like, was, <laughs> looking gosh. back, I was like, Jesus Christ! And it was never enough. Like, I would, I was dropping, and I was like, I need to, I need to lose more. I need, and looking back, I'm like, okay, that was probably that was not good. Yeah. So that was pretty unhealthy. But look, but. I wasn't – it was never enough. You, you weren't concerned. No. and But it was also never – I wasn't concerned. Mm. But it was also – it didn't mean I was any happier. It's like where do you stop? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it isn't really until I entered my 30s where I was like, oh, what? hang on a minute, where I started doing some like deep self-reflective personal development yeah. work, some – work in terms of looking at my ancestry mm-hmm. I'm on a journey a yeah. more much a positive one now than where Good. I used to be yeah 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 mm. do you find this ancestral journey to be kind of um answering a few questions or I guess varying towards bigger questions like what's my purpose um, um, I'm saying that from like a perspective of like growing up religious, I guess, and and wanting to have this almighty answer that just gives you this purpose for for life. Your and yeah, that's a really interesting question. Okay, the thing I don't like about 
the thing around having a purpose mm. is that it kind of seems for me to be like this really final mm-hmm. thing. Mm. Whereas I'm kind of growing and exploring new things all the time. I kind of don't want to, and I think even just thinking about putting the pressure of I need to have a purpose, like mm-hmm. a, a like a byline to who I am. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that pressure, like I would rather focus on living a life that I love, which sounds corny, but I just want to, <laughs> I want to be flourishing. That's more important to me than having, having a purpose. Doing this podcast has brought me more in terms of connection to my culture and heritage and new friends and work than I ever thought it would. All of it has also helped me relate to my parents better. Oh, that's good. Wow. Um, having, um, I'm having really interesting conversations with them that I probably would oh, not have really been able good. to before. Yeah, that's really great for you. Um, are they willing to have these kind of harder conversations? Yeah, which at, um, now they are. Mm. I think it's, taken so some time. it's a little bit of me detaching and not like not being so egotistical around you need to see my point of view. Like right. I, it's been a little bit of letting go and a little bit of me kind of having boundaries as well. Yeah. And through it's funny, through that letting go, it's almost like they're more open to have a conversation mm, about it mm. when I'm not triggered. Yeah. Like having a conversation when I'm not like literally shouting at them is much easier. <laughs> but yeah. my, I mean, my mum at first, she's much better now. And I think to be honest, with my parents um, seeing me on stage for scenes from Yellow Peril, I think seeing them see that work and me on stage, I think that kind of shifted things for them as mm. well. I think they were like, oh, that's what she's going on about all the time yeah. with this race thing. <laughs> yeah. Not like they wouldn't say that, but yeah. I mean, I think that I think it was like, seeing that in a different format as opposed to me mm-hmm. being like ranting at them helped <laughs> yeah yeah I can see that they you know would would have seen you in this um in this performance and and feel like oh it it is something bigger than you yeah yeah Pe- other people are are s- struggling or I guess exploring yes this, these topics definitely yeah because yeah. they're like also they're total boomers yeah um who before just didn't weren't really challenged or didn't have those conversations yeah Um, (laughs) you know yeah 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 it's um it's a bit too soon for me to have these conversations with my parents um how old are your parents my mum is 52 Mm -hmm. and my dad is 55 Mm -hmm. I think yeah it's great that you know that it's a bit too soon Mm. Because you need to also, I don't know if I want to use the word safe. Is it safe? Like you got to look after yourself too, mm. and like pick your battles. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's. Um, I think it's. I'm going through these years, um, setting boundaries with um, what I'm comfortable with talking mm. about with with my parents. Um, yeah. Um, but I I also feel like, so my dad is a Cancer and my mum is a Virgo. Oh. They're not together. And my my mum being a Virgo, she isn't very approachable with, with big topics like this. So um, I try and challenge her because I am, have taken some time for myself. I moved away and studied and started exploring this um, more for myself and mm. gaining more confidence with, with starting these conversations with, with my family and things. 
But yeah, I definitely think it's a bit too soon for her to still see me as as an adult. Oh yeah, <laughs> look, I still have to be to my parents. Hello, I'm not a baby. Yeah, <laughs> like a full grown woman. Yeah. What kind of response have you gotten? <laughs> Anger, for sure. It can be quite triggering. Oh, you? it's oh, like very I'm defensive. Sure it, um, yeah, 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 very yeah. defensive. Yeah, I think it's definitely triggering. I'm mm. definitely opening up some some mm. some wounds that uh, have been left mm. for for a while. But as I said before, my auntie really started these conversations quite young with me about being more self critical and reflective, and I started going to therapy quite young as well which really helped with my confidence and ability to talk about emotions Mm. and challenges. But I never felt the same, I guess, platform for my own voice through my through my my mum mm-hmm. <laughs> it'll get there at some point yeah yeah yo mother daughter relationship <laughs> do you have um siblings i do so i've got an older brother and a much younger brother oh, okay so Jaden is 19 so i'm 36 right so when you were growing up were you almost treated like the youngest? Because, yeah, I was. Yeah. I was the youngest most yeah, of the yeah. time until I was sixteen, and then my mum had a baby and basically didn't pay any attention, which is when right. I got up to a lot of shit. Yeah, similar age. I was sixteen when my parents split up, and then they were very in their own problems. Uh-huh. So I, yeah, grew up a little, little quick for mm-hmm. that. But you know, that's mm. it's character building. Mm-hmm. What are you discovering about yourself at the moment? At the moment, I'm trying to surround my, or I guess be more critical of who I'm surrounded by. Because I've left uni a few years ago, my friends have all kind of spilled out all throughout Aotearoa. Mm -hmm. So I'm more conscious of whose energy I want to be around. And if they are on their own journeys or if they're a little bit stuck. Mm. And I feel like I need to be surrounded by other driven people or other people who are willing to have these deeper conversations mm. because otherwise it's just boring. I'm not going <laughs> to talk to you about small talk. No, <laughs> thank you. I get I'm it. I'm not going to talk to you about your nine to five job. Yeah. It's not <laughs> interesting for me. <laughs> I love it. Um, how do you navigate those friendships or what are you doing? Like, are you... Just slowly drifting away. Are you like actively cutting people out? (laughs) I'm not sure if I'm actively cutting people out. I might be actively ghosting people. Uh (laughs) But that's, you know. Are you leaving people on red or are you just. Oh, I'll seen it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, leave it on red. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I moved back to Tamaki in. February mm-hmm. it hasn't been that long since I've been here, but I definitely think that I'm I'm just reaching out to those who I know that I want to keep mm. around in in my life, and mm. that you know that goes both ways as well. Some people are off doing their own thing, mm. and you can definitely have space. You can come back together mm. if it's the right sort of friendship. You don't need to be talking twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. You can have years Gaps, apart totally. and still feel like when you come back together. It's all good, but I'm working a lot right now. I'm working six days a week and doing a few side projects on the side, so I don't have that much time for friends. Yeah, um, yeah. So and of I course you want to use it, use yeah. your time with people that you are vibing with. Mm. And I, I did move back to be closer with my family as well. A lot of my family 
lives here. Mm-hmm. So I'm spending a lot more time with my dad. I'm I'm working with him making jewelry. Um, Amazing. I'm looking this, at you and all of your jewelry. Business. I'm like very cool. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> and it's been a really good bonding experience for us, which has been really good because I kind of left Auckland to escape my my parents' drama, and mm-hmm. then now that I'm back, I I feel like I. I'm a lot more appreciative of, of who they are as people and, and their own journeys as mm. well. Yeah, nothing like a bit of distance yeah. to kind of balance things out. Yeah. How do you relax? <sighs> do I? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, mm, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I spend a lot of my time in the same sort of routine. And once I'm home, I just, I'm so exhausted. I don't want to do any more work. And I spend a lot more time with my boyfriend and I just don't want to do any work anymore it's I thought you would ask this question did you can you move the mic slightly closer to you or just speak a bit louder yeah keep going I'm not sure how to answer this question honestly your answer can be I don't really working on it I am working on it yeah I need to be spending more time meditating and going on walks outside. <laughs> don't, we don't we all? We all need to be. <laughs> yeah. What are you enjoying watching or reading or listening to? My favourite podcast, apart from Asian <laughs> in Aotearoa, is Going Mental with Eileen Kelly. Oh. She talks a, a, to a lot of a lot of different types of people. Some are celebrities, some are doctors. A lot of it is talking about mental health with professionals and with people struggling with their own mental illnesses but um, I find it really helpful to hear these conversations and and feel like I'm included in these conversations and that people are are still learning and I don't need to learn everything all at once (laughs) it's 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 all a process yeah yeah it's not like okay I'm cured yeah I guess I relax through watching a lot of comfort shows as oh, yeah. well. I what, just rewatch. Tell me the which same ones are your comfort shows. shows. Oh, I'm not sure if they're like relevant nowadays because they're a little <laughs> bit misogynistic. Oh, uh, look, like, the best one. Yeah, tell me. Like The Office and Parks and Rec and look. How I Met Your Mother and Community and stuff and, and oh, and The Good Place. I love The Good Place. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they're a little bit I know. questionable, yeah. although those those 2000s ones are, for yes, sure. Yes, but the number of times I've watched The Office and Parks and Rec, I'm telling you, it's multiple. Yeah. I think I've watched that show in every location that I've ever lived. Like, yeah. it's... It's, um, it's timeless. It's... Almost. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. But fuck, man, sometimes we need to laugh. Oh, yeah. I've just started watching New Girl for the first time. Oh, I love New Girl. I've never I've watched, watched it before. It I mean, there are definitely times. some questionable bits. Yeah. But it's nice to have the brain not yeah. being critical sometimes. Yeah. 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 You're grabbing these conversations from lots of different areas <laughs> in the world, not just, yeah, not just academic writing and yeah. things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did just start watching this show called Abbott Elementary. Have you uh, heard of this? I have heard of it. I haven't watched it. It's written by Quinta. I'm not sure her last name, but she used to work for BuzzFeed, which is oh. where I recognize her. But she wrote and directed and is starring in this sitcom mm-hmm. mockumentary show, kind of framed like 
the office oh. or Parks and Rec, but it's in an elementary school, primarily African-American cast as well. Um, and it's such an easy watch. I'm really... Right, I'm really liking it. I think it would be a good recommendation for you and okay, for lots great. of different Thank people. You. Yeah. Okay, good. Have you watched any K dramas before? No K dramas, no. But I have seen like some reality shows. Ah, okay. Yeah. I only ask that because my friend Amanda has at last got me watching Goblin, which stars this guy called Gong Yu, and I was up late last night watching it. It's fucking. I don't know if you've got a romantic bone in your body. It's I'm it's really of, good. I'm a bit of a hopeless for Are you? Yeah. Okay, look. Are you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, my Venus is in Leo. Um, <laughs> so astrology-wise, that's like hopeless romantic. If you had a piece of wisdom to give your 15-year-old self, what would it be? <laughs> don't listen to these other bitches. <laughs> they don't know shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just try and grow your own confidence that's really gonna help you in the future yes what about your 35 year old self I hope when I'm 35 that I just stop giving a fuck (laughs) I really hope that I just (laughs) don't care anymore yeah 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 I'm still you know surrounded by a lot of people that are um or I guess my generation is very um, brainwashed by social media at the moment and will probably continue to be. But I just hope that I, yeah, stop caring about other people's validation. Yeah, that's not the way to get it. Great. Mm. How spiritual would you say you are? I think that I am trying to be more spiritual. In the last couple years, I have started... Collecting more crystals, <laughs> learning more about my star signs. Um, I'm a little bit superstitious and I'm kind of aware about h- how the moon cycle as well. Mm. Um, but I, I also talked to a psychic for the first time last year. Tell me more. She did an aura reading. Of Whereabouts? Me. Well, we did it on FaceTime, actually, Mm -hmm. and I just wanted to get a reading because I was in kind of a turmoil time and Mm -hmm. my mental health and my my education that I felt like I needed to just have a few answers, even if I was just taking it with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. But she was a really interesting person to talk to. She said that my aura was yellow and pink and that some people tend to confide in me a little bit too much which is one of my life lessons that I need to um, really hold my ground Mm. and my boundaries oh interesting is there anything else that you'd like to talk about or ask me how's your spiritual journey going on at the moment it's a journey it's going Mm -hmm. it's journey and it's going I see a she's like a spiritual coach a reiki healer Mm. twice a month at the moment who's been really amazing I think just in general being in a privileged position where I can afford to see a space holder of some kind just to kind of like have someone there with you Mm -hmm. is really great it's feeling it's feeling good but also I'd say the past six maybe this like since 
July, August, September, maybe, but since like August, it's been like kind of a wild time for me personally. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff has been happening, lots of change. I moved, which was which was like really stressful, even though I had, I had help with that. It's just been a turbulent time, but really grateful that I'm kind of surrounded by people that are encouraging and supportive and also just being disciplined to doing um, one piece of homework that this lady has me doing is mirror work. And that's when you guys, mm-hmm. uh, you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stay like in front of the mirror yeah. every night. And she's like, you got to be talking to yourself positively mm-hmm. every night. Like even if you're really Amazing. tired, even if you're really tired and don't really want to, you got to do it. I remember yeah. at first it was like, oh my, like excruciating. Mm-hmm. But now it's like a habit, like brushing your teeth. Great. <laughs> Were your parents encouraging of spirituality when you were growing up? Yes. Even though, like, I was raised Catholic mm-hmm. and my dad comes from in Malaysia. I've, like, I'm a pretty conservative Catholic family. He's also pretty and has always been pretty woo-woo. Mm. This was, like, in the 90s, very new agey. So, mm. yeah, which has been good. I think it's it's really helped me and I'm really grateful to have parents who have encouraged my spiritual flourishing. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's not common when I speak to my Asian friends, or even actually just my friends in general. Mm. It's not, it hasn't been a common thing. Yeah, I'm Yeah, I'm the same. I think my, my friends might be a little bit young or um, or just, yeah, don't really resonate with mm. that sort of stuff. But, um, and even my my boyfriend is a little bit skeptical but really? but still that's that's fine my, yeah. the psychic even said that it's it's okay to have these skeptical people around you because it makes you think about it more and challenge yourself and yes. i guess um you know when it becomes more real for you you can um validate it for yourself and not veer towards other people's opinions okay finish these sentences i'm feeling inspired by I'm feeling inspired by my dad a lot lately. Yeah. He's a big creative influence for me. Yeah, I'm working a lot with him day to day and uh, it's been really nice to be able to to reconnect with with him. I'm really looking forward to going home <laughs> today. <laughs> No, no, no. Just in general, <laughs> at the end of every day. Okay, I'll I'll finish that in a different way. No, it's okay. <laughs> what do you love about home? The quietness. Mm. I am a bit of an introvert, so mm. my social battery runs runs out quite quickly. I'm the same. One hundred percent. Yeah. I love going home too. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to be known for. I'd love to be known for being kind. Which is a really hard one because <laughs> you meet people in so many different areas of your life. You're not going to be a pleasant person every day. But I am trying to um, use, I guess, my customer service voice <laughs> more often day to day than just at my jobs. <laughs> oh, just yes. trying to remember, you know, everyone's got their own shit. Yeah. Even if they're in a passing bad mood, yeah. it's not to do with me. I can't help that. Yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Just try and be nice anyway. Awesome. Well, that's it. Thank you. My gosh. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please share and subscribe or follow the podcast. 
leave a review if you're into it all of that kind of stuff helps other people find asian and aotearoa do check out the links in the show notes and stay tuned for the next episode